0: Hello and good morning friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast, and today we are going to be discussing Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 1 through 12. Now, before we begin today's podcast episode, I was <laughs> I was thinking about it and I'm just like I don't know if people really know like the origins of this podcast, like how it came to be, why I started it. Um, So I was kind of wondering if you guys would be interested if I took some time maybe in a podcast episode in the future To like talk about that maybe talk about my testimony a little bit And for you guys just to get to know the podcast a little bit more and to get to know me a little bit more I don't know. I mean, I've talked about my my testimony a handful of times But I think it's always good to revisit every once in a while However, if you guys are not interested in that I totally understand because that is not really what this podcast is This podcast talks about scripture so I don't want to like take away from that theme because scripture obviously is the most important thing. That's what I want to really talk about. But uh, I thought it might be just an interesting thing that we could do sometime is just me give my testimony on the podcast and talk about the origins of the podcast and maybe why I call you guys faithful listeners and all that stuff. So if you guys are interested in that or not interested in that, I would love to know. So contact me. You'll find my information in the bio of this podcast episode. But guys, let's go ahead and talk about Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 1 through 12 today. And I love this portion of scripture. I love it because, man, this is human nature right here just human nature. So we're going to talk about our humanness today with forgetting God. So once again, I'll be reading Deuteronomy 6 out of the WEB version verses 1 through 12. Grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and join in with me. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the ordinances which Yahweh your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land that you are going over to possess, that you might fear Yahweh your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you, your son, and your son's son, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, Israel, and observe to do it, that it might be well with you, and that you may increase mightily, as Yahweh, the God of your fathers, has promised to you, in a land flowing with milk and honey." Hear, Israel. Yahweh is your God. Yahweh is one. You shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I command you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them for a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." It shall be when Yahweh your God brings you into the land, which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to you great and goodly cities, which you didn't build, and houses full of all good things, which you didn't fill, and cisterns dug out, which you didn't dig, vineyards and olive trees, which you didn't plant, and you shall eat and be full. Then beware, lest you forget Yahweh, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Oh, yeah. In the good times, we have a tendency to forget about God, don't we? We really do. And Moses warns the people, don't do it. Don't forget about God when your bellies are full, is what he says. But let's start here at verse 1. All Actually, all the way from 1 through 9, basically, kind of talks about the same theme, where Moses is basically telling the people to make God's word famous. So first, he says in verses 1 through 3, Hear it and do it. Because if you hear God's word and you do it, your days are going to be prolonged. Your days are going to be good. They're going to be filled with joy because obviously God created you to be a very specific way. And God's laws help us become that individual that he created us to be. And when we don't have God's laws, we have a tendency to fall away from who we were intended to be and we fall down the path of uh, darkness and and misery and everything else. (laughs) But when we have God's laws, we can better get onto the correct path that leads to life. We were all created to have life, weren't we? And yet we have chosen the path that leads to death, basically, in the Garden of Eden and beyond. And because the world, of course, still has sin in it, and we, every one of us, are sinful, we still sometimes go towards that path that leads to death, right? Spiritual death is what I'm talking about. But God's laws kind of readjust us. They kind of bring us back onto the right path that leads to life. And this is not just talking about the Old Testament laws. This is talking about the entire Bible. We have the whole thing and all of them are God's words to us. They are all a guidebook of how we can live our life. So this is what Moses is saying here. You know, God's words, God's Laws and commandments, when you do them, they lead to life. They're not something to be like frustrated about. They're not something to be hated because they are so, so good for us. And so we're supposed to do them because they prolong our days. They give us life, is kind of what Moses is saying here. They give us life, and it will be well with us when we follow God's laws and we do them. It says here that we're going to increase mightily as Yahweh has promised us, and that's exactly what's happened. You know, the Old Testament was a promise to the world through the Jewish nation, and the New Testament was a promise to the world through Jesus. So yes, even though Moses is talking to the Israelite nation specifically here that they are going to increase, you know, all of this stuff still applies to us, to you and me nowadays, because through Jesus, the church is increasing. So we are increasing mightily. It actually does say in scripture, Jesus talks about this, how God's kingdom is like a mighty, you know, mustard tree that spreads in all directions, basically. And that's what the church is. It is increasing. It, even though people want to decrease the church, it is constantly increasing All the time, even if we don't see it and God's going to continue to allow it to do that, obviously. So after Moses says why the Israelites should follow God's laws, he talks about making them famous, making them like a a household name, basically, like making them part of your daily life. Here's what it says. All these words, which, which I command you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So basically, we are supposed to be speaking and thinking about God's words all the time. This kind of goes back to what Jesus says, where we're never supposed to cease praying. We're not supposed to stop talking to our our father. And yeah, I mean, this is the same exact concept. We are supposed to constantly be thinking about God's words, God's commandments and God's laws. But not only are we supposed to always be thinking about them, we're supposed to be always talking about them also. And every person was part of this. Every single person in this community was supposed to be talking about God's words. This was a way to evangelize. This was a way to remind people that they are supposed to be following God's laws. And on top of that, this was a way to make God's laws very famous. Things that we talk about and we think about all the time are what's important to us, right? And so Moses is saying, make this the forefront of your life. Make this the most important thing in your life. And not only that, the more something is talked about, the more like normal it becomes, right? So not only is this supposed to be talked about and thought about, it's supposed to be the norm. (laughs) Instead of making something else our norm, we're supposed to make God's word Our norm. (laughs) It's supposed to be normal for us. It's supposed to be normal for the world to hear God's laws and be comfortable with them. That's what Moses is saying here. Like, make people comfortable with God's laws by talking about them all the time. And everybody who contributes to this is going to be helping to spread God's message to the entire world. So then after this, in verse 10, It shall be when Yahweh your God brings you into the land, which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give to you. And then he goes into all this good stuff that they are going to get. So the promised land was going to be filled with amazing things. We saw back in Numbers when the spies went out to go check out the promised land, they brought back this like beautiful cluster of grapes that was like so big that two men had to carry this cluster of graves. That's how good this land was. This land had so much resources. And on top of that, because the Israelites were going to be driving out a nation that already lived there, a a mighty nation, I should say, they were going to receive the stuff that this uh, mighty nation, the Canaanites, had built there beforehand. They were going to receive the old houses, the cisterns, you know, the, the wells of water. They were going to receive... The vineyards that they didn't plant, that the Canaanites had planted, they were going to receive the olive trees that were in full bloom that uh, the Israelites did not plant. And so things are going to be good for the Israelites, is what Moses is saying. As soon as they go into the promised land, things are going to be good for them. Their bellies are going to be full. They're not going to be in the wilderness anymore. They're never going to wonder when their next meal is. They are going to have everything and more than what they need. And so Moses says, when this happens, though, don't forget about Yahweh. And that is why right before this, he says to make Yahweh's commandments a normal part of the daily thoughts and conversation. And this is so that people won't forget about Yahweh when times are good, when things are good people aren't going to forget. And that is why Moses says that we are supposed to write God's laws everywhere on our doorposts, on our walls. And also we're supposed to uh, speak God's laws all the time, think about them, meditate them on them, uh, read them, teach them to our children and to our grandchildren and all that stuff. And that is so that we don't forget about Yahweh, our God, when times are good. Now, for most of us living in America, I would say, especially uh, if you look at the world in general, things are pretty good for the average person living in America because America still has a lot of freedoms. We have the freedom of religion. I have the freedom to talk about the Bible literally, like (laughs) very, very publicly, like I'm doing right now. I have that freedom. Things for me are pretty good in America. I have a very nice house that God gave me last year, I have a nice husband. You know, I, I, things are going well for me. And when things do go well, I'm not even joking. Like when I don't have any big problems for a while, like when my problems are, are small that I can just handle, I do have a tendency to forget about God. Like that's not even a lie. <laughs> that is when I start falling away from reading God's word. But the second a problem pops up in my life, like I get into a fight with my husband or one of my family members, or I... Uh, <laughs> Or something bad happens at my church or, you know, a, an issue goes wrong with my house. Like, for example, our water is really bad at the new house and uh, it just drains out. I don't know why. We don't have a very good well or something. And it's really scary for me when I turn on the faucet and there's no water and I have to wait for like an hour for the water to like get pumped back into the house. That's very stressful for me. And th- those are the times when I'm like, oh, man, I need God. I need God to help me fix this. <laughs> But when I have my water, when I have a good relationship with my husband, when I have a, a fun time with my sister or my family, I don't remember God. And it's like really sad. And it's kind of part of human nature. And this is one way we can counteract that problem is just by staying in fellowship with God all the time, whether things are good or bad. We are always supposed to be praising God. So if we're having good things happening in our lives right now, we should be sitting down and being like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much, God, for just the beautiful things that you've given me for the good family that I have, for the beautiful house, for the fact that I have running water today. Like those are the kinds of things that we really should be thanking God for rather than forgetting about him when he does bless us, when times are good. And honestly, here in America, we really do have so many blessings. I think we we have a tendency to look at the news and, and uh, you know, see all the bad stuff that's going on in the world and in America. And we focus on that without focusing on the good stuff also, which I think also can lead to problems with not thanking God enough for the blessings that he has given us. So there is a fine line. You know, we're not supposed to be focusing completely on the negative, on the things that we don't have, or the things that are bad. But also, when times are really good for us, we need to be thanking God for the blessings he does give us. But at the same time, we also can't forget God When times are good, when things are going well for us, when we finally have a good income, when we finally have a a family that we always wanted or a husband or a wife or whatever else you're looking for, when God finally gives you that blessing that you've been wanting, don't forget God during all of that. Just don't forget him. Because even think about it this way, for example, Say somebody gave you like a beautiful gift or let's just say you gave somebody a beautiful gift. You saved up for this gift. You really wanted to bless this person and you gave them that gift. You finally gave them that gift and they thanked you initially, started using that gift and never talked to you again. How would you feel in that situation? I don't think you would feel very good. You'd probably be like, oh, I'm never giving anything to that person again. <laughs> At least that's how I would be. But I mean, it's kind of the same thing with God. I mean, God can bless us because he has an infinite amount of resources. But even so, he's our God. He is the one we worship. So I can't even imagine how his feelings get hurt when we just take the blessings he's given us and then totally forget about him and don't thank him or don't talk to him anymore after that until something goes wrong. And we're just like, God, we need you again. (laughs) And like I said, this is very much human nature, obviously, because Moses wouldn't be telling the people to uh, beware of this. He, He even says that word. He says, beware lest you forget Yahweh. So obviously, this is human nature. And I think to an extent, God does understand it. But I think he also very much wants us to remember him and he wants our worship. He wants our love no matter what. Well there faithful listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did contact me and tell me if you are interested in what I talked about at the very beginning of all of this, let me know if you think that's a good idea or you think that's a terrible idea. I am not going to be offended if you tell me you don't like that idea because that isn't really what this podcast is about. But uh, if you do like the idea, let me know. Just contact me. You'll find that information in the bio of this podcast episode. Also, I want to apologize because... My YouTube channel, once again, is going quite slow. I am having so much difficulty video editing. And it's not because I don't know how to video edit, because I've learned a lot with the problems I've been encountering over the past several months trying to start my YouTube channel. It is now because I don't know if it's my computer, but whatever video platform I get, it doesn't matter which one, because I started with Adobe, it would crash all the time, then I went over to Corel Video Editor, and that was terrible, and it was crashing all the time. (laughs) I don't know if it's my computer is not able to handle the video editing platform, but that doesn't seem right because my computer is supposed to be able to handle it. But for whatever reason, I just can't seem to get a platform to edit my videos because it's just not functioning for me. So I want to apologize once again for putting my YouTube channel on hold until I can figure out this issue and get videos updated. I do have a video coming your way, just to let you guys know it is not complete yet. I'm running into so many issues with it, but I will be uploading it for better or worse. (laughs) very soon. So I'll let you guys know when that one's ready to go. It's talking about the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism. But I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will see you bright and early Monday morning for another episode out of Deuteronomy 6. Happy listening and God bless.